us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Good morning, brothers and sisters. So I thought I would preach on a very interesting uh, topic, one that I, I personally like a lot, which is artificial intelligence, or what we colloquially call AI for short. So obviously there's a lot of um, information in the news and all media and internet and everything. Everybody's talking about AI, chat, GBT, I think it is, and, and all of those things. And there's been, of course, this uh, presumed outcome that at some point, this artificial intelligence will become self-aware, right? And what will happen to us? I think most people are afraid of this because of the Terminator movies, which I have to admit are fun movies. But, you know, the idea that, that we're going to create a machine that will wipe us out or, or dominate us or, or something like that. So I first just wanted to explain to you how that's on a certain level impossible. So let's think of it this way. Um, from everything we know, it is impossible for a creature, a living being, to create something greater than itself. Okay? So from everything we know, theologically, philosophically, and scientifically, it is impossible for any living being to create something greater than itself. There is absolutely no evidence that this has ever happened in all of history. Now, according to theology or philosophy, if we think of spiritual beings, God, angels, humans, right? Since God is perfect, the best thing that he could do is create something like himself, not greater than, and he's God and he can do anything. But since he's the greatest, nothing can be greater than the greatest. All of the angels that he created have no power of creation. Even though there's these incredible, powerful spiritual beings by nature, they can't create anything. They haven't been given that power. So spiritual beings, what we call spiritual persons, angels or humans, cannot create more spiritual beings. Well, how is it then that human beings have this power to create? We can make stuff, create stuff that didn't exist before. Well, the simple reason is because any living thing in the physical universe can create. All of them can. I mean, just think about it. You take a, a mommy dog and a daddy dog, and what do they do? They create more dogs. Now, are those puppies greater than them? I mean, they may be faster or stronger, but they're not more dogish. Right, There's, it's still the same dog nature. Nothing has changed or been seriously altered. There's always genetic variation, but baby dogs are just you know, young adult dogs. And that's the same for like an oak tree. An oak tree has this natural ability to replicate itself. That's what it's doing, it's basically self-copying. So it's making more oak trees. It can't make an elm or a whale. All it can do is recreate itself, meaning another being equal to its own nature. Now this is a scientific law. Any science you study in the entire known universe, this is how energy is transferred from one thing to another. And in lesser creatures, lesser beings in the universe, like stars, because they're not alive, 
You know, star is technically less evolved than an amoeba. <laughs> stars can create other stars, but that other star is always lesser than itself. Only living things can create something truly equal to itself. But spiritual beings have no power to create something spiritual at all. That power only exists in the physical universe by what we believe as God's design. Now, why is this important? Because it helps us understand that in our attempts to create AI, something very simple should be clear. It will never become self-aware. That's impossible. Dogs aren't self-aware. Trees aren't self-aware. Only human beings are self-aware. Now, in the, the rejection of Judeo-Christian philosophy and theology, there's this heresy of materialism that believes that everything in the universe is the only thing that actually exists, and that human beings are just evolved monkeys, right? It's the, this is the lie. It's not true. But you have to understand something about human beings, something that we do know by revelation, but even philosophically it makes perfect sense that human beings can't create new persons. Did you know that? You mothers and fathers, you've never created a new person. Never. And you're like, I know it feels like that. My children are not people. No, no. No, that's not what I'm talking about. You have to understand how you participate in creation. You see, since human beings are not just animals like dogs and whales, you're not just creating a material copy. That's all matter can do. And so as, as mothers and fathers, all you're doing is participating in the natural order, according to material beings, the physical universe, to recreate a body. That's what the egg and the sperm do. They recreate a human body. But they can't make a soul, right? No spiritual being has the power to recreate spirits. God reserves that to himself alone. Even the angels can't do this. And they're greater than us by nature. That's why to create another human being, you need three beings. You need a mother, you need a father, and you need God. Right? God steps in at the moment the egg and the sperm come together and create the zygote, the single-celled human being. God creates, out of nothing, a new soul and infuses it into that new body. Now there's a person, but God made the person. You just helped him by making the body. So let's assume, for argument's sake, we have the ability to create something in regards to artificial intelligence that's incredibly advanced, okay? Incredibly advanced. It can think like a human and seem to make decisions like a human. Okay, fair enough. But it'll only be mimicry because it will never have a soul. We can't create souls. It won't gain sentience one day. That is actually impossible. So you don't have to be afraid of you know, the Terminators taking over. It will only have so much power and control as we choose to give it, since we are the greatest thing in the physical universe. Humans are. Because we're the only thing in the physical universe that is not just physical. We have this 
soul, this intellect and will that is superior to anything else, which is why we were given mastery over the universe. Think for a moment about splitting the atom. It's probably one of the most significant um, scientific developments ever. The power that we've realized we can release by splitting an atom and how we can harness that power. That power can be used for good or evil, but it's just power, it's neutral. It's neither good nor evil in and of itself. It was created by God, it exists there. Because of our intelligence, we can unlock it and direct it. But the power of an atom is not greater than a human being. Do you know why? Because my body is made of atoms. Theoretically, I could split one of those. I mean, I don't just mean by an act of the will, but using scientific equipment and things. You can take human skin cell, find an atom in that and split it. The power exists. What is the thing that we should fear about artificial intelligence? It's not that it'll become aware and who knows what will happen after that. Because that will never happen. You don't have to worry about that. The fear should be, one, who is programming it, and two, how do they plan to use it? But that's the same with the atom. That's the same with any scientific advancement. It's the same with the internet. It's just another human creation. Artificial intelligence is just going to be a very, very impressive hammer. That's all it's going to be for the most part. And primarily, it will be used for warfare. Why? Because in human history, for however many thousands of years we've been on this little planet, the first time something new is invented, it's automatically put into use in, in regards to warfare. Right, that's what people in power like to do. They like to maintain power, and so they use advancements to maintain or increase their power. So yes, it's going to be used for that. You can get over it. Just study history. You'll realize, well, there's no reason to be afraid. It's been done before. It'll be done again. And since you and I have little to no control over how it's going to be used, what's the point of worrying? What will most likely happen is what happened with the nuclear bomb. Right? We harnessed this power. We developed it for military use, and then we used it. Now, the use of a nuclear weapon is basically always intrinsically evil. There is no justified occasion in which it's permitted. Even if we were bombarded by these kind of weapons from another country, it would be intrinsically evil for us to do the same to them. Right? It doesn't do any good. It's just pure retaliation. There's no virtue in that, no justice. So they're going to kill innocent people, so we'll kill innocent people. So we can all go to hell together. So what happens in regards to the use of these weapons? Well, they're finally used by some insane person or persons or body of persons like the United States. It's so shocking and horrible that everybody of power in the world says, well, we need that too. So they start developing it. Why? As a deterrent. That's what they say. As a deterrent. And you know the acronym they use for these kind of deterrents? Many of you have heard this before. You might 
not think about it often, but it's M-A-D, MAD. That's the acronym. It stands for Mutually Assured Destruction. So every major power in the world has nuclear weapons, and so that's how we make sure nobody uses them. That's, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. It's a perfect acronym. We are all mad. We're all ready to mutually destroy each other. AI, to a certain extent, will become like that kind of power. Eventually, most great nations will have it. It'll be used as a deterrent. Hopefully, some people will use it for good to help others. But it's just another human technology. That's all it is. That's all it will ever be. You don't have to have any particular fear of it. What you should fear is humans' use of it. Like I said, it's basically a really complicated hammer. It's a tool. So I need to pray for these people who are programming AI because it will simply mimic their views, their philosophies, their convictions, and it'll make decisions based on those premises. It's one of the reasons Elon Musk says you need to have more people creating other AIs. It's the only way to kind of keep the power balanced, and technically he's right. I even heard yesterday after the, the evening vigil, somebody said there is a, a Christian group that is also um, working on like a version of ChatBT and, and artificial intelligence. I thought that's wonderful. Hopefully it'll be governed by Christian mor morals. Pray for these people, not only in government and who are financially uh, influencing this, but the people who are programming these artificial intelligences. But like most intelligence, sorry, like most inventions, at first it will do great harm. That's usually what happens in history. Doesn't matter what the invention is. As we try to use it, we won't know how to use it virtuously and we'll make a lot of mistakes. Then by the grace of God, hopefully we'll gain some wisdom and experience and we'll start putting safety checks in place We'll use it more wisely, and then hopefully it will begin to benefit us more. Now, to attempt to tie all of this back into the readings today, obviously, today's readings are all about the Good Shepherd, our Lord Jesus, who is the shepherd of the sheep. His sheep hear his voice, and they follow him. But, but the simple thing to focus on in regards to these readings is our response from the psalm the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Is that true for you? Are you still so fixated, afraid, anxious, worried, whatever it may be, about worldly issues that you don't have peace? That happens for so many of us. But we all said together, so clearly we want to believe it whether we do or not, that our Lord Jesus Christ and his love for us is enough, regardless of what happens in the world around us. He is our shepherd. I don't care what anybody else does ultimately in the grand scheme of things. He will take care of his sheep. So all I need to do to be assured of my own safety and well-being in the grand scheme of things is follow the shepherd. 
That's my job. I just seek to follow the shepherd wherever he may lead me, and I leave the rest up to him. He'll take care of the wolves that are coming to attack us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 